Good evening, and welcome back to an official preseason edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's going on, Rob? Welcome back. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm doing well. How about you? I'm, I'm doing great. Yeah, this is our uh, our intermission pod, I guess, between um, your vacation and mine. Yeah, good way to put uh, it. Good way to put it, yeah. So I will say, Rob, and, and everybody, thank you for listening. Everybody got really excited. It's been a couple of weeks, but when we did the over-under pod, People were like, they're getting ready for content. I could tell from yeah. the numbers, you know. Um, well, that's good. Are, they, they might need to hold, hit pause on that desire for real content today. This will yes. be the last, you know, we're, we're, camp started. Yeah. We're excited as everybody else, but we got to pump the brakes. We're not going to pretend to have learned anything in these first two days of practice. So. Right. Yeah. So um, we're going to talk a little tiny bit of football tonight and a little tiny bit of Sunbelt. Um, and then we're probably going to have – about two weeks off. So by the time we go again, we will be in full season preview mode. Um, and can't, we'll know a lot more, I think, Rob, <laughs> by the time we do this again. Uh, we'll get to some of the reasons a little later. But as always, we're brought to you by Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the shop anytime, mention the podcast, and get a free sticker. Um, spread the word to your friends from even rival schools. Um, if they come to town, they can always go by, mention the podcast, get a free sticker. It's a cool place to visit. Um, really looking forward to getting in and seeing those. actually saw Brian this past weekend. So looking forward to the season. Those guys are getting excited for JMU football, just like we are. So um, they've also had great fishing the last couple of weeks, Rob. You know this? I know it's been hot, but they had like enough rain that like the for a while things were really low. But yeah, they've been having some great I, I know Brian had told me there's like been some days that they just like every cast, you know, like, so he, he said, it's been really good lately. Um, I know they've been doing a lot of float trips as well. So good. To, and, and with this hot weather, good time for that. So Mossy Creek can take care of you if you want to go fishing at any point um, now or in the season. All right. So Rob, we had Sunbelt media day. Um, we did. we did in New Orleans with live actual attendance. It was cool. It was kind of, it was really year. cool. It also was a reminder. Like I don't want, I'm not going to, we won't even mention other conferences um, that JMU either was including ones that JMU has never been associated with. Right. Mm-hmm. But the Sunbelt media day looked like legit. Like that was cool. It looked cool. <laughs> you know, like, like you said there, it was in a real facility. It wasn't like in a conference room at a Holiday Inn. Like, it was cool. Um, and it is funny. Like, I know the reasons that some of these guys are where they are are um, are checkered. But it is funny in a conference now with, like, you know, Clay Helton and Butch Jones. And, like, yeah, these are, like, people you know. Like, I don't know. I mean, I just um, – for better or worse, right? So uh, – it was really cool. It was great to see Percy and Isaac Ukwu um, handle their media responsibilities as we all thought they would. Um, has to be cool for those two in particular who have sort of like been through all of this wildness the last few years, um, you know, to have that kind of a platform and that kind of a coverage. Um, so really cool. Not, I, don't, I didn't get much out of the Sunbelt Media Day um, other no, than... I, I, Nothing. I, I got to admit, I, I think Media Day is exciting for what it presents, which is kind yeah. of turning the page. We're about to start real football. Mm-hmm. I do not pay attention to anything anybody says at, at all. And I'm not being like, oh, discount it or take it with a grain of salt. I literally don't read anything they say. No. 
and and like we're as plugged in to JMU as we're in like the I don't know the 90th percentile. I mean, there are people more plugged in than we are, but like we follow this throughout the year, and I don't know how to predict what's coming up no. for JMU. Like, <laughs> and much no, I mean, less like, people that follow like Louisiana Monroe or something. You know, like, you're not going to get in a situation where you're like, oh, you know, I thought Coastal is really good, but their coach told me that they've got this weakness or that weakness. Like, it's all just, oh, we're great. Everybody's in the best shape of their lives, blah, 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 blah. It's of all the sporting cliches and events, mm-hmm. sporting cliches, football conference media days take the cake. You know, yes. it, and I'll put it in there with like, same thing with the NFL training camp. It's the same thing. Like you've got the football coach speak and everything is so ingrained in the culture of football. Yes. yes. But you and I could go out there and handle these interviews. You know, if it was blind, yeah. if there was some sort of thing where like they did the voice change and hung a curtain, your average football fan could fill in for any coach at any program. <laughs> exactly. You know? So yeah. super exciting, the hype. But for me, it's just the event. It's like, it's like a ribbon cutting on a yeah. football's about to start. I don't care or pay attention to anything that anybody says, but it's just no. fun for what it signifies. For for whatever it's worth, and that is nothing. Um, I think Jamie was picked to finish sixth, I think, out of seven in the East, yep. which, okay, like if I were someone choosing that from another school, that's about where I would probably put JMU. Like, it's a complete unknown. Yeah, it's a complete unknown. So I just, anywhere from like, like if they'd been in the top three in the East, I would have been shocked, right? Mm-hmm. And after that, I don't really have any strong feelings one way or another. So like that that um that wasn't a surprise. I do think it, I did enjoy uh, Signetti. You know, he didn't lay low. I mean, he did plenty of coach speak about his team, but um, you know, he, he got a few jabs in about being recruited against. Um, you know, because they're not eligible for the postseason this year and stuff. Um, I also have kind of enjoyed, I don't know if you saw the the class that JMU has put together so far. I thought the Noah Fleischman piece. Um, I was glad to see some Maryland, Pennsylvania stuff sprinkled in there. Um, we've talked about this before, Rob, but I JMU's going to go back to its roots a little bit of being, now we're going to be the Northern school in the Southern Conference. Yeah. Right. And I feel like that's where the advantage may come. Um, as much as it's great to be like, oh, we're in a conference where we can recruit the South. Well, that's true, but where the real advantage may come is elsewhere. Yeah, so, if you can get I'll, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. There's a lot of talent up there. There is. And, and like those kids, you know, if they're not like, if they're not good enough for the Big Ten, like where are they going? Mm-hmm. You know, like to me, JMU is a lot more attractive than any school in the MAC or, you know, just in terms of what the whole, experience gives you and the conference and everything else so yeah i'm just i'm so excited um saw the split zone duo guys have the sunbelt preview up today so get to that this weekend Mm -hmm. uh yeah so we had a couple things camp has started we are on day two today i think i don't know if day two day three whatever today was the second day on the field i think right I believe there were Uh, meetings sunday night and then yeah yesterday so i don't know what yeah um, and I think we had a couple questions, right? I don't know. I mean, Rob, I, we don't have to talk about QB1. I, I think QB1 is – it's fun to talk about, but I think it's decided yeah, right? unless yeah. we hear otherwise, okay. right? That's all I want to talk. Like, I think Signetti's handled this perfectly. I think 
he was not in a position to hand the job to anybody going into the spring. So he had to say it was a battle. I think it was honest. There really wasn't much advantage to declaring a starter coming out of spring camp. Um, Not, I mean, not, I'm trying to think what, not solely because of the transfer portal, but I does, I do think that plays into it nowadays. I think you kind of want to extend the competition and keep that going and let everybody know they got a mm-hmm. shot at it. It's a it's a good thing to have competition in every spot, but you also don't want kids being, th- being thinking that they were written off after spring ball and looking for their options. Um, yeah. So I think that was good. But yeah, I think it's going to be Teddy. And I think that's probably the right call, but I think it's it's going to do wonders in the future for having Alonzo and Billy, you know, compete throughout and even go into this trying to prove themselves. The whole, I mean, now we're going to do Podcast yeah. cliches, but iron sharpens or iron. Right. Like this is good. It's good. Yeah. You want people competing and all that crap. So there is a method to this madness, but I think it's going to be Teddy. And let's see what happens. You know. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's right. And and I think you know the hope is to like he has a great year. Um, that helps the team, and that one of the other two guys is 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 happy and better prepared when it's their turn. Right, at least um, that maybe you go into the off season with two guys who feel like, hey, we're competing with each other. We got a real shot. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah, um, you know, like we can lead this program to its first bowl, <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, it's a opportunity for a young quarterback. It is. It is. Um, so I don't know. What are the other – Rob, do you have any other like key position battles you were looking at or like – I'm not. I'm not yeah. I don't have any position battles. I'm not that attuned to the roster to even go there or say – Yeah, we're not quite up. ready yet. Yeah. I'm not there. But I do think I speak for a lot of the fan base when I say – I'm curious to see what happens at the wide receiver position. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody's worried obviously because of Wales' departure. Uh, who's going to step up? But it, that's – Absolutely valid. I think that guy's a future pro. We're going to miss him. I will be kind of keeping tabs. I'm not saying I'm going to be rooting for him, but I will will be keeping tabs and seeing what he does. Sure. Yeah. But I think we're kind of discounting Thornton a little bit here. I do too. Yeah. No, like he had every bit as good of numbers. Um, He's he's super talented. He's very fast. I think he's good. And I also have been very impressed with Signetti and the staff's ability to maximize the wide receiver position. You know, Wells, yes. I don't want to say Wells was a nothing recruit, but Wells was not somebody that we, that Jamie stole from Virginia Tech. There's somebody, you know, they grabbed him out of prep school because he didn't get a lot of offers out of high school. He mm-hmm. obviously had talent and he deserves a ton of credit for, for the improvement he did. But you also got to look around like this happens every year under Signetti. We mm-hmm. get wide receivers who just seem to elevate their play. And I think it's a credit to all of them as individuals, but I think we also need to give some of that credit to what's going on with the coaching staff and the program. Like, so I'm, I'm excited about this more than I'm concerned. Is what mm-hmm. I'm like, I think somebody will step up. We might not have a, a Wells Jr. type situation with, right. you know, Thornham, but I don't think it's going to be this catastrophe. We've got Ravenel coming back. Um, I think the fact that Kobe White transferred in, then immediately took a look at the spring ball and said, there's no place for me here. It's kind yeah. of a good thing. Um, the name slips me at the moment, but the kid from Monmouth was really impressive against JMU. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one that's weird. And then obviously every, I feel like every year JMU, or every other year, Jamie's either absolutely loaded in the defensive backfield or they're going, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Um, right. But I feel like it's kind of the same thing as the wide receiver position. It tends to work out. 
and I think some of that is due to the scheme and the experience and the fact that we, going back where we said the QB position, we always have competition at those spots. So the next man up mentality, when you're working behind a really good defensive secondary, you know, when you're working behind a Wayne Davis, you can get better in practice. And then when it's your turn, you step up and do it. So mm-hmm. the FBS transition adds a whole another level of difficulty. I get that, but I'm more excited about these things and seeing what's next than I am worried. Yeah. That's, I think that's a good way to look at it. I mean, it is concerning at receiver. I just, I just don't know the names. Right? I don't know the players. Um, we got Thornton. We got Green, the Mama transfer. Yeah. Reggie Brown is back. Um, but hey, that's, yeah. yeah, like, yeah, but that's all, like, I, I don't know. And, like, how do those guys translate to this level? Um, I think Thornton's going to be fine. But he's obviously going to see a level of, uh, you know, focus on him that he never did when he had Wells on the other side, um, and and just going to have faster guys over there. Yeah, so, it, just, it, it puts a lot of pressure on the running game for sure. Yeah, and and I, I, it was funny. I, I did rethink. Like I was talking, we were talking a couple weeks ago about how excited I am about the running game, and that's true. And I remain excited to see our backs prove themselves at the next level. Um, but I don't know. There were times last year when the running game from a like, you know, was it working standpoint was not always like the high point of the season last year. Right. So, you know, it was, I mean, there were some injury concerns like black is back. I think he's on the field today and losing him last year was tough. Well, I don't mean this for the running backs. I just mean, even for the offensive line, like, yeah. we have so many guys back who played a lot, have played a lot of games and have experience now. I want to. I hope that they improve. Right, I, that's the thing. Um, and for me, everything about this team is going to go with how the defense performs. Um, I, I feel like the offense is going to be. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like, like in the sense that, like, I don't mean that negatively. I just mean they're playing in the Sun Belt now. Like, it's going to be harder. Like, they're not going to score forty points every week. You know, that's just not the way this is going to go. But I do do. I think the offense can find their way to twenty points every week. Yes, like I think they probably can. And I'd like to, you know, my concerns, my questions are on defense, and primarily at the linebacker spot. Um, there's just, you know, can anybody or can a group of players replace a guy like Tucker Dorsey? So, mm-hmm. you know, that for me. And then, and then, I, obviously, um, I did see. The long snapper was nominated for like long snapper of the year, so, um, which is great. He's the one who's been around for a while with, the, you know, with all the specialists that we've loved so much the last few years. Yeah. Um, but I'm obviously like, you know, punting and kicking will make a big difference in a league where most games are going to be close, much closer than we've been used to in the past. And uh, got some big shoes to fill in both those spots. So... Those are kind of my only things. I don't have anything this early in camp to really know yet, though. No, so, it's just uh, yeah. My gears haven't really started turning yet. I'm just no, 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 you're not seeing much out there. I mean, right now it's just drills. I think what Coach Shanahan was out with COVID, so you know they're not. They don't even have the play caller mm-hmm. like doing things yet. They they don't. You know, whatever. I mean, we'll we'll see in a couple weeks. It's week one. Oh, it's week one. Yeah. I, I do like seeing bigger guys. There seems to be a lot of bigger players. Like between the transfers and the guys who've just bulked up, mm-hmm. there seem to be a lot of big dudes. 
Yeah. And uh, I'm excited to like see them line up against middle with, you know, an F pretty close to an F full FPS roster. So uh, I don't have much else from camp. Do you Rob? No, 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 no. I'm excited and let's get going. But um, week one is better than week minus seven or whatever we were a while ago. Yes. All right. So you got a good summertime edition of an of an old favorite on here. Yeah, we're going to do overrated, underrated, or properly rated our mm-hmm. summertime edition. And this is just quick Sweet. quick things. I just came up quick with ones. topics. Yep. I'll throw them out there, and then you can let me know how yep. you rate them, and I'll chime in on a couple of them. Too. Okay. Beaches. You a beach guy? I am a beach guy, but I think beaches are overrated. Oh. <laughs> like I love the beach. But some people are like out of control. Like the salt life contingent is too much. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's a whole thing. That, that's right. A, I mean, like Peloton's cool until it becomes a cult, you know? Yeah. <laughs> beach is cool. So, but for the average person, I, I don't know. It's I, properly rated. The beach is yeah. great, right? Yeah. I mean, I, people, like, there are people that don't like the beach. And I feel like that mm. everybody's entitled to their opinion, but yeah. that's a weird one, man. I mean, it's I a very maybe not liking sand or something, but. Everybody can find something about the beach they like, even if it's sitting back at the house and enjoying the breeze, you know? Yeah, it also feels like the overlap between like the the beaches crew and the tailgate. Like if you like tailgating, you should like beaches. Like unless you're allergic to something or whatever. I, you know, like yeah. you have to bring all your crap, but then once you're there, it's really fun and you set up and don't have anything else to do. Or you go know, the other way. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with just biking to the beach with a towel and a book. For you, sure. You know, yeah. I mean, you can do it with so that's what makes it good. You can do whatever you want. You can be an all day, let's bring your cooler, mm-hmm. you know, pack pack lunch and drinks and mm-hmm. beach games, or you can be, I'm just gonna go down there and go for a swim. It's cool. Or just walk at nighttime. I don't know. Properly yeah. rated, I guess, but I sure. I'm with <laughs> you on the, the fanatics. Fanatics <laughs> ruin everything. Yeah. A guy who's doing a podcast about a random college football thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. On the, on the other mountains, summertime in the mountains. Oh, underrated. So you said summertime in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm saying this as someone who's get prepare, preparing to leave for the mountains for a summertime mountain trip tomorrow. Um, oh, it, I said, you know, I, I lived in Breckridge for a couple of years and um, I went for the winter and then the thing I loved about it the most was the summer. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I still love to actually ski, but it's a pain in the neck. Like the the ski vacation is when you're just a East Coast guy going out for four days. Oh, particularly now with flying and yeah, flying and the cost of everything and just the crowds and the like yeah, oh, it's mountains are super underrated to me in the summer. Like no crowds, fun stuff. Beautiful. I don't know. Just good weather. It's cooler than than here too. I mean, we also live in like you know the pits of hell here in August in DC. So like, yeah. Anyways, I don't know. What about you? What do you think, Rob? One thousand percent agree. I love, okay. particularly ski towns. I think going to a ski town in the off season, not in the spring during mud season, but like in July, which mm-hmm. I think in a couple of years it'll be peaks. It'll be year round. These resorts. Mm-hmm. It is so awesome out there the weather like you go to a place like Vale or Breckenridge yeah. Butte in the summer it's absolutely gorgeous there's yep. tons of stuff to do you can be lazy and just stare at the view you can take the lifts up and see wildflowers and yeah. just relax you can t- you can do awesome hiking it is 
fantastic. I, I uh, oh, most I of them now have like those mountain, the like roller, like the coaster. Correct. You know the the thing, the alpine there's slide biking, thing. There's usually good fishing gear. Yeah. There's oh yeah. Um, farmers markets and everything. There's always good beer and like music yeah. and crap. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> fantastic. My cousin lived in Vail for years. Yeah. The ski photographer, and he yeah. got married out there in the summer. And I was amazed. I was in awe with all his friends who were all in the ski industry. And they're all mm-hmm. saying what you did. Yeah, we, we work out here and love the winters, but we really live it up in the summers. It's yes. gorgeous. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I think it's completely overlooked. Nobody ever thinks about summer vacations in the mountains. It's just yeah. as much as we like the beach. Mm-hmm. Mountains are great. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, gin and tonics. I'm going to say properly rated. I love gin and tonics. Like, to me, they will always be underrated. They're my favorite. It's my it's my favorite go to drink. Yeah, but it I don't know. Like some people hate gin. Like I get that, <laughs> and I don't I don't know I don't know. I think they're you, a little underrated. I think they're a little, little underrated. underrated. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like it's that first transitionary thing. Like it becomes somebody's first cocktail, like that or a vodka tonic, and so it's kind of associated with this party bro or party girls, like post twenty, like kind of a. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trash, and I feel like people then kind of shy away from it in their twenties and thirties, and it's kind of looked down upon. But it's a really great drink, super refreshing. It's easy to make. You know, it's up. So I don't know. I think they're a little bit underrated. Got it. Okay, that sounds good. All right, stand up paddle boarding. Um, I'd also say properly rated. I like stand up paddle boarding. I don't need to like do it every day. I think if I lived at the beach, like if I lived where I could do it every day, I would feel different. Like I do enjoy doing it, um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't. I guess it's properly rated. It's real to me. It's really fun, but it's also just a workout. I like. I don't know. Maybe I'm under. Maybe I'm underthinking this. No, I, I kind of agree, and I think it it kind of got hyped up mm-hmm. and went like it was going the direction of the salt life or the yeah. on people. But I feel like paddleboarders are just chill about it. That just happens to be something they enjoy. Like you don't really meet any sort of paddleboarding or I don't evangelists or people getting on you. People yeah, like paddleboarding. Like a surf town or something, maybe, you know. Maybe. But well. I feel like that's just a weirdo. But like I know tons of people that do it and yeah. they're not up in your face about it. It's just like something they do. And it's like you said, it's it's pretty fun. Um and it's so much easier than like kayaking or canoeing. Like I like both of those activities, but like the if you're just by yourself, it, like it's such an easier piece of gear to like go down and put in. Well, particularly you know? now the inflatable ones are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, sorry. like it. Good one. Cold coffee drinks. <sighs> I gotta say, for me, mostly overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I like very occasionally I like a good cold coffee, but I do not like um, sugar in my coffee of any kind of coffee drink. I don't particularly like them to be real sugary. So like, I feel like most of the cold coffee drinks tend towards the sugar stuff. Right. And that I just don't care for. Like, I I don't know. I used to love this, but I have to say the two, the two, what am I working on year three of working from home now? Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't drink much coffee. I mean, I drink coffee in the morning, Mm -hmm. like one or two cups, but that's like, that's it. Like I don't have an occasion to like, Oh, I need to go out and get an iced coffee or something, you know? So maybe I've just lost track of this one. 
How about you? I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of sit the fence, kind of. I think it can be generally overrated by like the general public and ice coffee fan. But for me personally, mm-hmm. I think I've underrated them because for so long uh, I associated yeah. them with all of those sweet frappuccinos, and those always yeah. look refreshing, but they're just not for me. And no. for, I'm not I'm not a big sweet guy. I'm a hot black coffee guy. Uh-huh. I will say, I really. I, I've, this is a very occasional thing. I had one last week and it reminded me, I like the um, nitro cold brew. For me, that's enough. Of yeah, it's, that's really good. That's yeah. really, so that's, for me personally, really I don't know if it's overrated, but I have slept on that. I had them when mm-hmm. they first came out and I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And then I just didn't have one for years. And I walked by a place like a nitro specialty bar last week. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. It was a hot day. And it was fantastic. It hit the spot. So I think I personally have underrated them because I associated them all with these crazy 6,000 calorie sugar bombs that just don't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit on the cold nitro uh, brew. Gotcha. Okay. The heat index or feels like temperature. This, this being like, mm-hmm. it is now something that appears to be catching a little bit of steam and I'm seeing it reported more in the, in the weather. Uh, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know if it's like rated anyway, but I, I think I generally am okay with it. Um, as you know, I'm like, I watch a lot of cycling and so everything's European. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I can say with confidence is we are so dumb in this country for having like inches and feet and miles, Yeah, but we are Fahrenheit is a hundred times better than Celsius is the <laughs> dumbest damn thing of all time. They're always talking about Celsius. Celsius is based on the temperature at which water boils. Yeah. Like that's not air. Like, I don't know. That's not like a thing. Like, I don't know. I like our Fahrenheit temperature. And then therefore, like, if the heat index is like, it feels like it's 90 hots out. And this feels, you know, the temperature says it's 85. That sort of like makes sense to me. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. I, I think um, this is massively underrated. Yeah, I, I think I, that's what it is. It does feel like that. That's also yeah. what it actually feels like. This is outside. This is the information I need here. I don't, I think this is the big wind chill industry keeping this down. Wind (laughs) chill has just become accepted. Everybody understands that's a real thing. Heat index is the same damn thing. Like 90, the whole, everybody's always been like the joke about, oh, 90, but a dry heat. It's a huge difference. There's a certain point where it just hot is hot. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, you know, 90 degrees in DC humidity. And so they say it's a feels like 98 is. 100 yeah it, it's legit it's, it's 50 there was a couple of days last week where it was like it was in like mid 80s yeah here but it was awful yeah to go outside like just swampy and awful we were in Rhode and, island last weekend and yeah. same thing like it was the temperature wasn't bad but it was so humid up there oh rob you guys you didn't get to go to the joni show did you no i didn't oh, <laughs> of course sorry i don't mean to rub it up like, i was oh. i was suffering in the heat index or feels like of like, 98 degrees in fenway park oh gosh yeah. and it is a difference but yeah, yeah um i i think this needs to catch hold mm-hmm. i think it's massively underrated and we need to implement this more widely mm-hmm. so all right, that's a good one. Okay, roadside produce stands uh, underrated, forever underrated. Yeah, um, you, you just the whole world would be better if everyone if we did all of our shopping at roadside produce stands, right? Like it's just a wonderful place I, where sometimes they just give you extra tomatoes because yes. they have extra tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> hey, take this one. Do you like these? You, you got it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then you give them an extra two dollars because they gave you two extra tomatoes. You know, like it just it's it's such a way the world should be. <laughs> yes. I agree with you conceptually, but yeah. I think they're properly rated because anybody okay. who doesn't understand their awesomeness is adult who just their opinion can be discounted. Right. And sometimes they have like pies and stuff. I don't know. Like, yes. Like, like this is just one of the like, if you if you don't like or appreciate roadside produce mm-hmm. stands, you're probably the type of person that buys a peach from giant in January yes. gets upset because you're yes. like, I don't know why everybody likes peaches. Like right. this is just so much better. Roadside things, you go in there, no agenda. What's good today? Like you said, they'll tend to just, the price is approximate, usually in yeah. your favor. They're yeah. fantastic. You got to stop. In a road trip, you got to stop on at least one, just randomly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beach games, things like paddleboard or yeah. and jam. or I, So I like a beach game, but I would say generally overrated. Like I don't need a beach game. And like, I like to play, like if I'm going to the beach for say four hours, like I like to play a beach game for like 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. but that's about all I need. Right. (laughs) Like wiffle ball is fantastic. Frisbee is fantastic when the winds allow for that. Um, The rest of them um, I could take or leave, I guess. I'm fine fine with your kids. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of properly rated. You don't need to overdo yeah. it. Like we saw guys last week showing up with like can jam and footballs and frisbees. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. But if everybody just bring, if you bring a football or whatever, one of those water balls that bounces or paddleboard, something simple, you mm-hmm. don't need to overdo it. It breaks up the day and it's good for people that aren't particularly great at just relaxing, you know, yeah. who need something to do. So yeah, I think they're fine. Generally. Good. Yeah. Okay. Diving boards underrated so my nephew you know is, is a, he's really into diving mm-hmm. and uh i've gone to watch him a lot. It, it's just funny like i so i've been to the pool with him a few times this summer and like i i'm always i'm very self-conscious about it now like at 45 like just what am i gonna do i i can't do a flip anymore like i don't flip off the diving board or anything but in the right circumstance it's still really fun to jump off a diving board. So I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but no, that's how not. I, feel. I feel like, I feel like we're yeah. echoing each other, but they're massively underrated. They're so fun. It's just, yes, it's, it's, more fun than it's just like just doing, I mean, just bouncing really high and yes. pencil is fine. I don't care if people think it's a dork. It's like, Oh, that guy looks a dork. Well, I'm having fun. It's yes. cool. It's, it's a neat really thing. When do else do we do that in our adult life anymore? I just <laughs> do that. I just do a plain dive. dive like yeah. when I was at Emory, they built this massive version of like UREC at mm-hmm. these off-campus apartments that the, it was still on, it was like on-campus, off-campus type thing. Like they owned it, but it wasn't really on or whatever. So there's apartment oh. complex, this massive thing. And they had an Olympic sized swimming pool, two high dives. And I was in grad school. None of the undergrads would use this thing. It was like, oh, oh too cool. Like they would lay out or maybe get in the pool but it was like not it was me and my friends would go and just jump off the diving board, like a bunch of 12 year olds for hours on end just to blow off steam, like during exams. It's a blast, man. It's It's great. Super. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know if you cold showers, this seems to be a thing that is gaining momentum. People are advocating for cold showers. They are. I, so I know that there are benefits to this, but for me, it's a little overrated at this point. Like it's just not my thing. Like I, I don't know. Um, it, and it's also a difference if you're like outside, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like if you're at the beach and there's one of those shower things or something and it happens to be cold, that's fine with me. Oh yeah. Well, I didn't But I, like in my tub, I, like, and I have hot water available to me. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm a little bit on the on the cold shower train. I kind of like. Okay. It. I, I think they're a little bit underrated. I I can't do a full cold shower, mm-hmm. but like after a bike ride or something. Yeah, I actually like just a little bit, not like freezing all the way, but definitely colder than medium. So it, it's chilly. Yeah. You don't want to be in there, but I like that for like 30 seconds, a little refreshing and then slowly ramping it up. So I'm going to say a little bit underrated. I yeah. didn't put outdoor showers at the beach because those will forever be underrated that there's just yes. something about it. That's just yes. the best when you just see the sand rushing away and that's great. Um, yeah. Okay. Then our last one, I don't know yeah. if this will be controversial or not, but yeah. I have a feeling People may have very strong opinions, but uh, Jimmy Buffett. But all three, overrated, (laughs) underrated, and properly rated, depending on who you are talking to. Yeah. Um, Right? So uh, I grew up on Buffett, love Buffett, um, but not to the extent that many, like, do not pattern my life after this, (laughs) after, like, the age of 22. Yeah. Um, Like a few of my neighbors do. Um, Bless their hearts. At the same time, like as Bob Dylan says, probably the most underrated American songwriter that we have, um, are arguably the most underrated um, because we think of like the music itself can be overrated, Mm -hmm. right? But some of the old school, I mean, it's a deep, deep, deep catalog of weird stuff. Like, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. Like beyond the the concert songs that you know, there's a lot of like really cool crap in there. <laughs> so, yeah, I I think you you talked about like okay. it's the ultimate example of the Salt Life for Peloton extremes, where yes. there are people like the full on parrot heads where that's them like that's they I, they identify as a parrot head first. And before. then that in that case it is overrated. Yeah. Yes. But then there are people who are like, just their their nose nose like I hate this. And I'm like, well, you never listened to this stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. music can be simple and still be really cool and appreciated. And right. simple doesn't mean easy to produce. Like mm-hmm. I, I like it. I, I've got the Sirius XM thing and I will occasionally stop on the Buffett channel and it's cool. It takes you back. It, it, it is. I don't know. I like well, and the most idea people of, aren't writing, and we like it's not Margaritaville and Come Monday. I don't need to listen to those anymore. But like, he went to Paris or something. Like, there's a lot of like really interesting. Like nobody writes that way anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like these old story songs about old guys from World War II and stuff. Like I don't know. I just some of that stuff's really cool. Yeah, so. you can make an argument. It's a little Hemingway esque where simple prose and nothing complex, but still can be a little bit more profound than people realize. So. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with Buffett. I'm not a huge parrot head, but I'm not going to hate on him either. And time and no. place. Cool. Yes. All, All right. right. So, so our last part here. Yeah. Um, we'll do a couple. We Why don't have- we do one each, Rob? You pick one you want to do and I'll pick one I want to do. That works. That works. Well, the first one I think we need to do Okay, we should frame this. Thank you, everybody who gave us questions. We're going to save all of these. I wrote them all down this time. Um, You're being more generous. I was saying we should jump right to one question from Craig Mack, who said, I'm curious if how y'all will be bringing back Duke's Mafia to the Sun Belt. We absolutely are. That was actually the one thing we want to talk about tonight's podcast, was we would like to do that again. And for what people, anybody doesn't know, this was the thing that we came up with kind of on the fly, I don't know, a couple seasons ago. We would just randomly before a road game, we would choose a charity, typically food insecurity related, like a food bank, mm-hmm. in the opponent's hometown or home region, and just ask everybody, hey, you know, as you look forward to the game, if you could spare five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, whatever, 
towards us. It'd be a really nice gesture and a cool way to kind of channel our passion for the Dukes into something a little bit nice um, just for the world. It, mm-hmm. I don't want to say like took off by leaps and bounds, but we were, fair enough, we were blown away by the generosity JMU fan. For sure. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm not going to, this wasn't millions of dollars, but it was way more people there, particularly the fact that there were people who consistently did it every week. We seem to look forward to it. We recognize that we appreciate it. And we think it was awesome. Um, we kind of half-assed it. If you're looking behind the scene, this is usually yeah. near Todd on Thursday yeah. night being like, holy crap, wow. we got to do something and just yeah. putting it together. Um, we did have some great suggestions, but no, we definitely want to do it this year. We want to do it with a little more intent and maybe mm-hmm. plan it out a little bit better in less last minute. So thank you very much, Craig, for bringing that up. We are going to do it and stay tuned. We'll be putting a little more thought into it and maybe even Todd, you and I will sit down and maybe seek out the opinions of some of our fans and put together a schedule in advance, but no, we're going to do it. Stay tuned. The best way um, to learn all about it is to follow us on Twitter at Jamie sports blog. And we will yep. post the details there every week, but thank you for everybody. Who's yeah. Put it up in the past. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to it with a new audience and much bigger fan bases that might mm-hmm. feel like getting involved. I mean, yeah, it's a big, big, definitely something we are most looking forward to about this season, um, for sure. Yeah, we actually, I guess I'll just say this, Rob. Um, so I, I'm going, uh, I'll put it, I am going to Leadville, Colorado for the next couple of weeks um, to do the Leadville 100 mountain bike race. Uh, which I've never done before. And I'm really, really excited. I've been training a lot and not focused on football for once in my life. Um, and we talked about like maybe trying to do something with like me racing. And we decided it was just too, like it didn't make sense if it was half baked. Yeah. We, we really want to do it the right way this year. And uh, the only thing I will say is if any of you are like me and you didn't order flow until the last possible moment, whenever the first year we had flow was, and therefore you still have like a month left on your, um, subscription like into whenever the first game you had to watch on it was september like mine is um the race will be on flow (laughs) it'll be useful for the first time ever and no one will ever see it so that's great um and when you see the leaders go by i'll be like 40 miles behind them going the other direction and you might see me there you go so (laughs) you're self-credit it's something 90 percent of the world we couldn't even think about attempting so yeah, and it's going to be a really, I'm actually doing it with my old friend from JMU, my buddy Nate, um, lives in New Mexico, I talk about a lot. So really just in general, looking forward to it. Um, a lot of good times. I, I don't really want to follow up any of those, Rob. I mean, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we could save all the other big ones unless you had put any thought into one of these. No, I think these were really good ones. And it was a lot really, of really, really good ones. Actually, a lot of the regulars, that, Mike Morris, Andrea Clay, Trip Hughes, uh, Rich, like got good ones. Yeah, but I think they're, let's keep those for the season. We'll kind of queue yeah. it up. We don't need to hit people up every week. We do have a list. We do not lie about that. Nope. But we'll do that because those can be fun. We could turn those into like entire segments. No, we got some movie adaptations. We got some fishing ones. We got yeah. people making fun of us about pumpkin beer. We, we hate you all. Yeah, road trip eats <laughs> rich. That's what yeah, I'm and you'll probably have more insight into that in two weeks. Have some yeah, Sunbelt Royal Rumble mascot mm-hmm. fights, like all, all kinds of things. Um, yeah, so no, we these these require some thought. I think um, yeah, football football movies, football TV shows. Yeah, we got some good ones. So we, book and movie adaptions. That's yeah, that's the one I actually put some thought into tonight. Yeah, now I think let's save it together. 
I think that needs to be like a whole OT. Like we do. Yeah, I actually, because I, I was only going to give one and I wrote down seven. <laughs> so like, I was like, okay. It'll yeah. take, it'll be hard for me to whittle down my list to a show suitable three or four or whatever we do. Right, right. So thank you, everybody. And, um, you know, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. I, you know, feel a little bad. The timing is not great for me. Uh, also, if I, if I, if I survive this first race, I am going to do the Shenandoah 100 just the day after the middle game, Rob. So um, you guys can really make fun of me that day. Yeah. Be the, uh, if, if anybody needs a ride home, <laughs> I will be, I'm your man that time, which is unusual for me. Mm-hmm. So yes, this was a, uh, oh, oh, Rob, old man thing. Um, I'm drinking a Brewdog Punk AF, which is a near beer. Yes. I got um, some Brooklyn, like, near beer ipas downstairs so 20 calories two grams of carbs it's just it's actually really good like i don't know i've, I've been through like everyone that total wine sells this summer so yeah i, I think this is this is my favorite so yeah well, <laughs> yeah we're branching out this year yeah, yeah. after the the shendo 100 you can get back to real beer <laughs> i will yes um when we get to well app state weekend whether or not i get to make the trip to Boone, i will be um that's the weekend I'm targeting is like really making a big deal of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Wings and beer. Good. Yes, you. exactly. Yeah. So thank you everybody. And thank you, Rob. And I'll be really looking forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, man. And good luck. I'll be uh, not watching you because I canceled flow at the appropriate time. Smart man. But I will probably check in online and see how you're doing. And I'm really excited for you, man. That's, this is a big deal. And I'm proud of you for going for it. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't look for me in the front. I'll be in the 10 and a half hour crew. So uh, I'm not crazy, Todd. Come on. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right. Thanks, guys. Rob, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Yep. See you. See you. Go Dukes. I feel like falling in love.